Jesus says the most outrageous things. Eat my body. Drink my blood. What must it have been like for the disciples to hear their rabbi saying this passage from John? This is a culture with very strict rules related to praying, to fasting and feasting. Unlike today, very clear roles were prescribed for women from when they were girls and also for men from when they were boys. Interactions between men and women followed very strict codes. This was a culture that divided foods not into categories that we're familiar with, like hot or cold or healthy and junk food, but their commandment was that their food was divided between clean and unclean. This is a culture that did not mix meat and dairy, but also slaughtered and prepared animals so carefully that they would not eat its blood out of respect for the life of the animal, for the life of the flesh was in the blood. This was a people who took pride in the history that their ancestors had received bread from heaven, a substance named, what is it, or manna, because they didn't even know what it was. If we had been there with these people of faith, if we had been with Jesus that day before, he was on a mountain multiplying five cheap loaves of peasant barley bread and two small fish to feed 5,000 people with a reminder that their ancestry with Moses on the mountain and the miraculous bread that God provided for them. They would have heard Jesus say that the ancestors we celebrate are all in the grave, that the heavenly bread they ate was not eternal, for humanity does not live by bread alone, even miraculous bread, but that we live by the eternal word of God incarnate. All of their customs including the care exercised related to matters of food and drink, things they were so careful to avoid, wouldn't create the righteous life that pleases God. We would have heard Jesus calling us to see our walk with God in a new way. If being called to eat another's flesh and drink their blood is horrific to hear today in a much more liberal culture, that has blood pudding and budin negro or blood sausage, imagine hearing it back then. Because I am the flesh, the blood that is eternal. Jesus said, I am the full revelation of God to humanity. Those words must have been very hard to receive. But the words aren't nearly as hard to receive as the invitation Jesus offered for them to receive him as the incarnate word of God. From the opening of this gospel, Jesus is the word. And if you are the word, then you can say the most outrageous things because you can back it up. Before time began, Jesus is the logos, the word, the mind of God. Time and again, the miracles of Jesus in John point to his creative power from before time began. And as the gospel unfolds, we discover Jesus speaks and lives as the revelation of God, the Redeemer, and the Son. In this passage, Jesus reveals himself as the bread of life, the true bread from heaven that offers eternal life, the bread we receive in the Eucharist. Today, we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi in remembrance of the institution of the first Holy Eucharist, one of the two sacraments 
that were ordained by Christ, along with baptism. We remember the Holy Eucharist on Maundy Thursday during Holy Week, but the Feast of Corpus Christi allows us to fully focus on Christ, where Jesus gives himself before he was betrayed, arrested, and led off to die. For Corpus Christi, we consider this apart from the agape meal and foot washing, where it is not overshadowed by the upcoming events and busyness of Easter Sunday and the resurrection. This feast, which normally falls on a Thursday by special permission, is celebrated at All Saints on Sunday, so it can receive the full solemn high mass that is fitting for its institution. And this afternoon at 4 p.m., we will have Evensong with the benediction of the Holy Sacrament, taking time to adore this most holy gift that we have received in Christ. At that first Eucharist, Christ offered bread, sanctifying it as his body, which would be broken for us. And the cup of wine became his blood. Therefore, we remember that we are in covenant with Christ as we come to the altar. Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice for the whole world. In Corpus Christi, we are invited to experience the Eucharist anew in a deep, holy reverence for the gift that we have been given. Even as we are carried by the liturgy, we experience afresh the inexplicable mystery of receiving Jesus as we come to the table of the Lord. As the prayer of humble access reminds us, we do not come in the confidence of our own good works or success, but in the graciousness and generosity of God. And in that posture of humility, there is no space to judge one another, but to welcome all of our siblings in Christ. This is a sacred altar, a place where we are united with Christ and where we are united with each other. The bread, once whole, becomes the body broken, then rejoined in each one of us as we receive the body of Christ. As Episcopalians, we cannot receive communion alone. While it is both an intensely private moment, it is also intensely communal. Just as Jesus did not dine alone, so we come to the table together, friend and stranger, deeply faithful and questioning, peaceful and anxious, whole and broken, we come together, reverencing Christ to be nourished by his body. And then we can share the good news of Jesus in large and small ways, to love deeply and imperfectly, but strengthened to love nonetheless. Whether clergy or lay, young or old, rich or poor, wise or foolish, this is a most holy moment that we get to share together. I remember when I first arrived at my sponsoring parish and I saw my priest, I should say the rector, Father Mark, and I later served as subdeacon at the altar. At that moment, called the epiclesis, where he would call upon and invoke the active presence of the Holy Spirit in the Eucharistic prayer so that the bread and wine were made holy and they became the body 
and blood of Christ. It took my breath away. I remember the chill I felt as God was so very present. And even years later, as a priest who's prayed it hundreds of times now, that sacred moment still gives me pause as God does what only God can do. We are people of the book, people of tradition and ritual, but it is never empty and it is never common. Each time we come forward to receive the Lord, we are a little different from the last time that we came. Each time is fresh. Each time is new in a structure and ritual that supports us. And my prayer for each one of us today is that we would approach this time with new wonder, open to what God may have to offer us as we give ourselves to God, that we would always treasure this gift of Christ that is within ourselves and within each other that we have been given, and that we are strengthened by the body and blood of Christ, that we would live more deeply into the calling that God has for each of us, so that the world outside these walls would know of God's outrageous love for all of us. Amen.